0: You wouldn't even even know. Like a lot of people don't know that I was Pretty willy. A lot of people don't know that the records that they had their babies by was built by the guy that they now say Hallelujah to. It's really unique how God can switch you up and nobody know. I'm actually trying to bridge the gap between both of them worlds because we just got the the rights back to my old music, so go stream. Come on, praise come Lord. on, rights. Baba, you know. hey, y'all,
1: did I get that? You did
0: good. It's you did great, good. Okay, the praise the Lord. You Amen. the okay. swim team. Yes, see, you came up and did <laughs>
1: I am Rashawn Ali, everybody's homegirl, everybody's favorite soror, the Cool Soror, representing the ATL and the East Side of the Decatur. What's happening? Five, four. okay, here we go. It's the Cool Soror podcast, hosted by me, Rashawn Ali.
0: Let's go.
1: Welcome to a very special edition of the Cool Soror podcast. I'm your host, Rashawn Ali, where we get to explore the stories of women and men and black Greek letter organizations. And this season has been full of the brothers that rock that red or the crimson and the cream.
0: Yeah.
1: And today we are joined by media mogul, uh, inspirational speaker, just all around good brother, Willie Moore Jr. I'm so glad to be here. listen. And hey, you look so amazing Thank you I said it
0: off camera I wanted to make sure That it was documented You wanted to document it And say yeah. it on camera Yeah I wanted to make sure That they knew To acknowledge What okay. was happening Yeah,
1: yeah. And, I, and I will uh, echo Those sentiments About <laughs> you sir The hat The jacket it. The glasses yeah. The jeans And even how The t-shirt Fits on your chest Come on man We trying to do with, it with, with the necklace
0: Come on man We trying to do it We hey. in St. Louis We trying to put that drip Out here and you know
1: what You know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just playing Don't bring da, 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 da. it up it It's out. all good We right out. here You know You you know you, You're tapping into your old spirit
0: No I literally I literally used to tell you Every time when we were at another show I was just like I just think you like The biggest star in the world Oh
1: my god Thank like, you
0: Like to be honest Like I would literally watch you And the way you could do teleprompter And then Of course Like I am a guy who can please everybody in the room and I could be going through so much. So there would be times I would come to the show. I was just like, Oh, she going through a lot. I can feel it. But then I would see you just navigate the room. And I was like, that is the true essence of what a star is to be able to navigate through some of the toughest waters and still be exactly who God has called him to be. So like, I'm always a fan when I seen this on my calendar, I was supposed to actually be in DC today again because they wanted to speak me to speak at another thing. And I said if we told Rashawn yes, then our yes is our yes. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. Like just cause they got an extra little few dollars, like I mean, the integrity of who you are and what I'm attempting to do and build, I don't know what the future looked like. I would never do that. I was like, she's actually a personal friend. But when they start seeing numerics, they ultimately be like, You did great yesterday. Guess what? Yeah. <gasps> they wanna bring you back. When? Tomorrow. But you have a podcast thing. But we can just ask them, like, nah, that's like, nah. Wow. That my, they're my people right there. Thank they're you. They're my people. So I love I you and I thank you. God for you. Yeah.
1: Listen, I think that when you you recognize what you saw in me, did yeah. you see yourself?
0: Um, I did. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, and I don't know if therapy has happened for you or what oh, yes. have it, it, you. It, you know what I mean? <laughs> deep. Yeah. Okay. Dope. So yeah. because you're doing therapy or whatever, like what I've learned is when you become. So I lost my record deal. When I was 23 years old, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like we signed a $1.2 million deal, which was like extreme a lot when you were a kid. And then I faced that failure early. So when I get into opportunities, I just want to make sure everybody good. And I see other artists who will come in and be like assholes. And I would be like, oh, you'll never keep a job. That's terrible. And I see people cater to them a whole lot more. And I was like, yo, like is there any value in being a humble good person oh my
1: god yes
0: and it's like you're the first person that people will take away because they know you won't like rock the boat or whatever and so like going through counseling not that I've become a person who's just going to be a total asshole on set but I'm okay with who I am like I'm totally free in the person that I am I realize I ain't everybody cup of uh, of tea me neither but I'm somebody cup of coffee so I only talk to coffee drinkers
1: oh that's crazy I, I talked to, uh, I took Rodney Perry's, um, I love him. I got we got to get him on the show, like as a cool people um, segment. But um, yeah. I took his improv class during the pandemic and he said, Rashawn, you are such a star. He was like, star, but it's right. like, he was like, people like me and you, it takes longer because we've done things right. Yeah. And that we're humble. Have you found that for your life, even though you were signed at 23, but just yeah. that, that that humility that you have, do you feel like the road has been longer for you? I think it's been longer, but I think
0: my character has always been catch, been trying to catch up with my gift.
1: Ooh, your you know character I mean? has been trying to catch up with your gift.
0: Yeah, like a lot of people have this beautiful gift, but their character doesn't like really represent how big that gift is, if mm-hmm, you would. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being so, I was adopted. I never met anybody in my biological family, so I literally perfected performance at a very young age. You know, I re- I literally the other day it was a Sunday. And um, I was sitting with my seven-year-old and my 14-year-old, and it just it's just like Holy Spirit told me, like, he's seven years old. That's when you found out you were adopted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's dope. What I'm supposed to do with that? And it was just in my heart to ask him, if I gave him the scenario that I was in at seven years old, how would you answer as a seven-year-old? Because I know I didn't answer correctly when I found out I was adopted. Mm-hmm. And so I I gave him the scenario. What if dad and mom come in abruptly one day or somebody makes fun of you and you come in and you and they say, okay, so the jig is up. We're not really your biological parents, but we love you and the Lord and all that. And, And which was really, really good, but at seven years old, that's so confusing. I was in a place in my life where I literally was looking at it like, did everybody else know? Yeah. Like, did Lisa know? Did Angie know? Did Louise know? Did the neighbors know? Was all this a big, like, did y'all paint a picture that I could live in safely and not really give me the true opportunity to know who I was? But at seven years old, I didn't say that. I just said, okay. And I learned to live in my imagination and I learned how to perform. And I asked my seven-year-old, I said, like, what would you say? He said, give me a moment. Took him about five minutes. He said, at seven years old, he said, I would have told him that I loved them. But right now I'm hurting. And if you could help me through my hurt a little bit, I would be OK. But I love you, but I'm hurting. And I said, son, you just healed me today Ooh. because you're more courageous and more brave than I ever was at seven years old. And so when I look at that, I realized that that particular moment in my life, I, I perfected performance. I know how to be all things to all people but i'm learning now that i can't be all things to all people without considering myself mm. and so that's where i am now in my life and i tell you it's so much freedom in it like i probably did more acquisitions and i probably influenced more people in 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 this in this person who i am than i was ever able to do when i was performing attempting to be something that i wasn't naturally when did the when did
1: the performance end when was it over when did you say cut
0: um about 6 months ago going through wow. counseling like going you were through.
1: performing that long?
0: Man, all my life. I never cl- cut the lights off. Like, I never cut the lights off. Like, my guy, he told me, you know, Michael Jackson, he was a great performer. But there was this little moment between the stage and the bus. And Mike would walk past there and he would go to the bus. But there would be fans still out there. But the performance was over. So Mike didn't do the moonwalk to the bus he just waved at those people and smiled and he got on the bus and he rested. And so I'm learning now how to rest. I get like six to eight hours a day worth of sleep. If it don't happen this day, <laughs> then it'll happen tomorrow. And I, I leave room for God. So I'm literally resting in God, knowing that the parts that I can't do, he can. He can. So I'm I'm, I'm so peaceful now. It's so cool. And I'm getting younger. Like, I feel like I'm Man, getting younger. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so much. I feel so vibrant now. Right, 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 right. Because when
1: you're performing, that's exhausting. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Like you have preached an entire word in the first ten minutes of this interview. Um God. Okay. Well cheers to you. Che- cheers. 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 Ha- yeah. Happy, happy Kuswar cool show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm.
0: My favorite AK. Well One of my favorite AKs okay, I don't want to say that Because I can just feel like This gonna go viral Right <laughs> And Keisha from Old Miss Gonna be like I thought you, you had said you,
1: you, I was your I favorite was, I had bought Black and Miles For you when you was online
0: oh, oh. <laughs> 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 They did Like they was wow. on the Black and Miles
1: so tell me back to St. Louis, like where you were born and where you, once you found out kind of who you were at at at, at seven years old and trying to figure this person out, um, how did you navigate finding out that these people who you call mother and father weren't the people that quote unquote birthed you?
0: Yeah. Um, I never just thought about it again. And that's where trauma started. I lived in my imagination. I just imagined what it took to be in every circle. So the reason why I'm able to be such a great radio host and a host is because I used to watch Johnny Carson and think, could he be my cousin? And I would imagine that Johnny was my cousin and I could just do it because I thought Johnny was just so cool. If you ever look at my new pictures or even my old pictures, I always wear a black suit, white shirt. And sometimes I take the uh, the little tie off because yeah. Johnny wore the black suit most of the time with the white, so that was like my guy. Um, and I could literally mimic anything that I seen. Like, I just became a performer. Like, I can mimic oh anything. You, you so s- yeah. Go, ahead, go, ahead, go keep going. Yep, so, so I learned that. And it just so happened I was in an environment with a lot of hood niggas from St. Louis. Like, I grew up in Berkeley, Missouri, where the median income was $17,000. So I grew up around the hustlers. And so, although I didn't have the courage or the bravery to jump off the porch like many of my friends did, like I was re- heavily engulfed in the environment and most of them really respected me because my parents were older. So there weren't a lot of fathers in the neighborhood. So my daddy became the father to a lot of these guys who like, boy, you don't want to take your ass to jail, jail stupid for you, all got to do is go to school. You know, he would, they would listen to my dad and I was Big Willie's son. Mm. And so I was just always, the like I was a lot, my best friend was older. So they would come to me for a whole lot of wisdom, but you know, staying in that environment, of course you end up doing some of the things in the neighborhood. So I didn't have this beautiful church background like everybody else did. We went to church on Sunday, period. And that was just something we did, not something that we lived. Mm-hmm. Cause on Monday I was watching and them drive, you know, on 18 inch wheels and hydraulics and all that. And I'm in the car with the dope boys hoping one day I could find a way to live the way they live. And you know, I do, and dabbled in the street not in the not in the sense of I was trying to be the next kingpin, but I was a strategist. I always knew how to keep these guys out of jail. These were my friends. Like man, if you move like this, you are gonna move like that. Cause my daddy was older. Um, and then I was just amazing student as well because I wanted to impress my mom and dad. I had a three point five GPA. Yeah. became a state champion in, in in Missouri as a as a track guy. And I knew that that was my way to get out of the neighborhood. It was only four white people in my high school, and then I ended up going to the whitest PWI in the world, Ole Miss. Like, who you go went to, to Ole to Miss? The I went to the Rebels. Oh my god! Yeah, it was unique. Like that. Like I remember sitting in the library, and I put that Ole Miss hat on. You could, you, you could see. You ever been to a bingo game? Uh huh. And then bingo, and then somebody said, bingo, and right. you hear that oh, yeah. I was like, it's free. How y'all say oh to Ole Miss? Um, <laughs> like, oh, he was like Texas, KU, Mizzou, Ole Miss and like another school. And I pick up the Ole Miss hat. In, in did tra- you run track there? I ran track at Ole Miss. Wow. Run, nigga, run. Um, right. But I, I did that and I put the hat on and they was like, why would you go to Ole Miss? And I was like, you know, my dad, he grew up in Mississippi and he, you know, he's 90 now. Um, but I was like, he couldn't go to school because of the color of his skin. So not only will I go to Ole Miss, I'll go for free because he couldn't.
1: Ooh. Yeah. So, so, so that is so delicious. Um, When you got into the music, you say you were in the cars with these guys, and but, but you were still kind of trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. How did you get into the music world with the with the St. Yeah. Lunatics? And and how, how did that even happen?
0: Because every dope man wanted to be a, a music a, they, guy. Every, right, every dope right. man got a, a, a studio and they <laughs> right, basically right.
1: You know, mean, know. Yeah, you, know you know I'm
0: doing I, it. You know, that's the transition from the street. <laughs> right. So, you know what I mean? When you transition from the streets, every dope boy, and then like when Master P hit, like it was like, oh, we really could do this, because you know, we knew that he was a neighborhood guy. Right. Um and you know, it just was a local studio. I just always loved music. I was singing the choir only on Sunday, not living the life, but I like to see my mama cry. When I sing, he keeps on making the way for me. She yeah. cried. And I'm like, oh yeah, because you're looking for validation. I'm an adoptee. I want to be, I want to be received. I want to be loved. Um and so I end up doing a record with the Dough Boys when yeah. I was 12, signed as a what
1: we call baby gangsters. And I signed with each, uh French Jam Records, and we was on the pop Right so willie i want to go back because you you tapped on something and usually as a journalist when you tap on certain things you hear certain things that you want to go to uh, as a great listener as you know um you said you did not feel free or become or or the the performance didn't end until six months ago and when when something is that clear Mm -hmm. you remember the day when Mm -hmm. you were free from the performance yeah
0: do you remember that day I don't actually remember the day, but I remember when I was okay with me. Um, I was in the gym because it's kind of like my regimen. No matter what I do at night, no matter what I eat, I'm going to be in the gym. A lot of people think it's just to like try to look good. But I got a three-year-old baby girl that's like, you can kind of tell her potential. She's going to be a nice looking girl and built up. So I'm like, I need to stay healthy if you would, man. So I'm always setting borders for little young Paisley. I love her so much. Um, but I just remember being in the gym and I just put my head up and I was like, I can no longer pretend to be like this perfect example of guy. That's too much pressure for me. Mm-hmm. I can only be who I am and my imperfections are good. It's going to take a positive and a negative charge for any battery to move any car. Right. It's like a positive and negative charge for any battery to move any apparatus. And if I'm going to have the level of success and the level of influence in the earth, I got to be okay with also being the villain as well. And that, that was a hard thing for me because I never thought in my life that I would have things in my life. You know, people get on my Instagram page and a lot of people have stalkers and bullies. It's all love. Like it's just love. Like it's an environment of love. And I, and I know that the Lord kind of protected me from what I couldn't take. But now I understand, now that I understand it's a positive and a negative that, you know, I can take whatever comes at me because I've been through more than I ever thought that I would be through, whether, you know, it's meeting my biological family and learning the things that are chasing me because I always look at what I'm chasing. Like I'm going to chase the, you know, I'm going to chase this, I'm going to chase that. But I didn't know alcoholism and cigars and Women, not womanizing, and all that stuff was chasing me too. So all the little idiosyncrasy stuff that I used to deal with and struggle with, I got a chance to see it in its most purest form. So pride makes an excuse; humility makes the adjustment. So I started making those proper adjustments.
1: You keep dropping these nuggets that I really need to write down. Yeah. Um, pride, pride gonna always
0: make an excuse, and humility, humility gonna say, hey, you might be right. Let me go ahead and make that adjustment." And so those are the rules that I came. My daddy ninety, so it's not me. Like I grew up with the the wisest man ever. Like my dad was fifty when he adopted me. Right. So I I wasn't like the other kids running around. I don't want to talk to you, OG. That was my dad. Like so, I'm just sitting there, just kind of gleaming from every word. And they didn't have television. They didn't have a lot of radios in Mississippi as a sharecropper. So the only thing they had for entertainment was conversation, communication, and beautiful stories. And so that's how I became a master storyteller. That's why they paid me thousands of dollars to go out and tell my adoption story, thousands upon thousands of dollars to create documentaries that create stories like I'm a storyteller. And so when I look at my upbringing like it was the most beautiful thing for me like because my dad taught me taught me a whole lot. So when I got into Even my in the performance,
1: moments, even in the performance. Yeah. After the 7-year-old conversation. Yeah. You still call your upbringing beautiful.
0: Oh, so beautiful? So beautiful, because whoever I became, they catered to him. Ah, Even in
1: In, the performance. In the
0: performance. Okay, Willie's Michael Jackson today. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Go get him the little glove or whatever. Whatever he wanted to do, because they knew that I was attempting to figure out my reality. And so, I think I've become a really great parent, because I'm okay with their imagination. I actually enjoy it. Like, I don't stifle, you know, my seven-year-old, I love him to life, Princeton— um, he's a strong willed young man Like he's strong He asks questions about everything So for you it might seem sassy to you You like son Hey sit in this, this chair But he may want to sit in that chair But he's going to ask you Why I got to sit in that chair right, But he really wants to know and But he wants you to say I need you out of the camera shot He needs a reason He needs a reason Like, But he's not being sassy And so I don't let nobody Take that out of him If that's the way his little brain work I'm like God going to use that Y'all stop hollering at my baby because he asked you a question. If you're not intelligent enough to give him a proper answer, just skedaddle. Like, don't do my kids that way.
1: Exactly. And I have taken on, my husband and I have taken on the same thing. Like, we allow them to question. We allow them to ask um, why in a way that's not, a quote, disrespectful in the whole black world. Yeah. You know, but I wasn't able, my mom said I can't go to film school. (laughs) And I was 21. Uh I never questioned why. Until I was 44. Mm. Okay? I didn't ask that question because what they said went. We did not have an opportunity to question. Yeah. But I think people like us, mm-hmm. Who have taken on the ability to say these children are human beings Mm -hmm. and they have inquisitive minds. So let them ask. And black folks always feel like, oh you oh you disrespect to me. Don't you disrespect me? I'll slap the shit out of you. No. no. Let them ask a question. Cause it's just a question. Because they
0: just want to know the answer. I always tell them, stay curious. Because that's what got that's that's what's getting me in the rooms now. You know, I just did like, it's this dope producer and director guy that everybody knows. And most people, like when I told people that I was going to be with him, they automatically said, you're going to get a role. You get a role. I'm like, I don't want to get a, I mean, if that's dope. If that happens, like I produce films, I produce television, I produce movies, I produce music, I produce radio shows. I want to do this for other people. So how do I do this at a high level? I was like, you mind if I carry your bags? He's like, come on, man. You Willie Moore Jr. And I picked up his bag. Right. And I was like, I was serious. I want to know what you know. I want to, like, I know how to work a camera. Like, I've been acting since I was seven. Right. I can be any role you need me to be, but I don't understand the structure of how you've created this amazing team. So, you know, that's the humility, boy.
1: I interviewed Kevin Lyles at Radio 1 years ago, and I always tell this story, but I always like to reiterate it. Mm-hmm. Kevin Lyles said in an interview, in an interview with him, Um, I don't even know what I asked him to prompt this response. He was like, you never get too big to do the little things. And when I tell you, I carry that with me all the time. And another person that gave me the best advice of my life life is um, Wayne Brown. He's uh, now resting in heaven, Um, former general manager of Radio One. Mm -hmm. He brought me into his office. I don't know if he saw that I was kind of getting in the world ish. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I was, you know, in the club, getting money. You know what I mean? This was was when radio was like popping, popping. Right. Wayne Brown said to me, he said, whatever you do Rashawn, in this business, don't get lost. That and those two statements have literally carried me my entire career. Do you have a piece of advice that, that sustains you, that somebody gave you? If you do, what is it?
0: I don't think I have a, um, do I have a piece of advice? I don't think I have a piece of advice, um, but I do have my mother and my father's eyes, you know? um, I never wanted to do anything that would disappoint them. And then I realized in my freedom, there's nothing that I can do to disappoint them, but just because I'm centered in what I want to do. And so I will always see their eyes when... You know, like when I was getting a tattoo, I got my first tattoo at 13 years old. 13? Yeah, I was 13. Who my did that? 14. They wrote the law. So, so here the thing is, we got some Indian ink from um <laughs> from home, from the uh, shop class. And then like I grew up in a neighborhood full of bloods. So I walk in what we call the shack over Marlowe Nim House. We go down in the basement. Marlo priced them getting CK. That's for Crip Killer. Right. And then John and or somebody was getting blood on their chest. And then somebody somebody else got the big B on their hand. And they was like, what you getting blood? I was like, I'm going to get Lil Will. I just <laughs> want Lil Will right there. Just give me Lil Will. Lil Will, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Just one L, though. so it looked like Lil Woo. That's all I had, right? And so I ended up doing that. <laughs> but, you know, I... I don't even know where I'm going to this story. Don't Let worry. me just shut up. No It worry. just made me laugh so bad. Right. And, and and I just that was about the only time that I really disappointed mom and dad. Cause my mom, that was when age was like so big. There weren't like right. tours and Magic Johnson did miraculously come up with nothing. Right. Um, and my mom was like, You down there letting them boys stick on you? I walked in. <laughs>
1: Oh, you gonna get that A's. <laughs> you gonna get
0: the A's. With the needle clean, you know. Right. <laughs> with the needle clean. <laughs> Lord willing, to caught the A's. I am just uh, trying to get the... What kind of ink is it? Lord have mercy. And then uh, she done praying he, over you. He down there with the gang members, you know. I'm like, that's John and Marlo them. They just turned gang members, but they doing something. You know what I mean? They still good, They mama. still good. You remember Marlo? Yeah. yeah. And... Um, <laughs> But that was the only time that I didn't see their eyes (laughs) because I did what I wanted to do. Right. But, you know, when you grow up with older parents and, you know, I realize now that my life has just been so consumed with trying to make sure that they had the best life ever. So here I am now financially in a place where I can pretty much do whatever I want to do, with the exception of buy my plane that I want in Jesus name, which camera I'm supposed to look at, yours, I'm going to get a plane. And y'all don't even got to, I ain't no going to be no go fund me. I just can't do this commercial the way cause they be late sometime and I'm a really stickler and I want to get home to my daughter. But I say all that to say <laughs> like I do all this stuff and my mom and then won't move out the neighborhood, They still won't. but I learned now that that was their accomplishment. They were two ex sharecroppers who came to St. Louis with marginal education, and literally accomplished something off they hard earned money. The best that I can do is send landscapers and people to fix things up because I feel like if I take them out of their accomplishment, then I they- could I could stifle stifle their life length. You know what I mean? And so, you know, we got creative and started building, you know, buying around and make sure that the neighbors would be extremely different or what have you. And we were able to create a narrative in the neighborhood that was kind of close to how I grew up. I wouldn't let the dope boy move next door. If the house was for sale, we would get it. Right. And um, if, right. the, if the land over there for sale, we'll get it. If the house across the street, we'll get it. So we build this beautiful ecosystem for my mother and my father. But they like navigate. They nav- like I still see their eyes every day. So even when I'm making hard decisions, I look at my dad and my dad, always tell you the difference between me and you, is that we both good guys, but I'm not a nice guy. You a nice guy. Wow. Yeah, nice guy I take anything and try to make it right. I'm I, I'm the bad man.
1: He <laughs> still says that.
0: I'm a bad man. I don't do all that. He 90 years old. She, still- I tell you, man, he never had it so good. You know that? <laughs> you wear your big old hat when you go out. That's a crown, son. Everywhere I went through, you know I had the hat on. You keep that going. You know who messed it up on it? I said, who messed it up? John F. Kennedy with that pretty hair. <laughs> All the presidents wore big old hats when they went out until John F. Kennedy pretty self Came he helped a lot of black people, but he messed up the hat game.
1: Oh my God! Yeah,
0: that's my daddy.
1: That's your daddy. I yeah, love I it. Love that's it. an OG right there. Yeah. When you left the music industry, how did you how did you land in, in, in radio? And when did you know that okay, I'm about to take this life of like God, yeah. like all the way. Like what was that transition like from you? Did something happen where you yeah. like, oh, I can't, I can't do this no more.
0: Man, I was in L.A. and we I had a deal with Warner Brothers, Rashawn. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a really beautiful story how we got that deal with Warner Brothers. Shout out to DJ Quick. Quick, if you watching. Oh, I love Quick. I'm P-Dub. Because he, he'll probably look like, that's P-Dub. P-Dub over there, I'm talking about Jesus. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, he wouldn't even, even know. Like, a lot of people don't know that I was Pretty Willy. A lot of people don't know that the records that they had their babies by was built by the guy that they now say hallelujah to. It's really unique how God can switch you up and nobody know. I'm actually trying to bridge the gap between both of them worlds because we just got the the rights back to my old music. So go stream. Come on, praise come Lord. on, rights. Baba. Hey, pop, 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 pop,
1: Um, y'all, y'all didn't. Did I get that? You did okay, good. It's fine. You did
0: great, good, okay, the Praise the Lord. You Amen. know, mother, it, the swim team. Yes, to you came up and did that. But when I. I was really I didn't want to, but like I like I failed horribly with my Universal deal. Nelly sold thirty million records. I sold thirty, total thirty records. Like One two or three four five six, 6 7, seven eight. Let's count in tens for time. 20, 20, 20, 30 total thirty records. Thirty. That's about Are all I Are you serious? Are you
1: giving me just a little? Just for, I mean, for might as well,
0: Ben. Might as well have been okay. 30. Then nobody buy into the life of Suella. They didn't buy it. I would be at a different place right now if y'all would have went and bought that record that you say you love so much 20 years later. So it's 20 years later in March, last March. And it was like, yo, we just love that album. It was so good. Don't you hate that? Mm-hmm. I was like, you should have bought it then if you thought you loved it so much. <laughs> but I'm out in there. I got this song called Lay Your Body Down. It's blowing up. I got this song called Four Walls. So I'm in the South. Killing them But ain't no social media So everybody in St. Louis Because me and Nelly Had a little issue I ain't never met them but It's like camp for camp In St. Louis You know how to camp On right, this right. side U City, Berkeley Nelly was rich I should have shut my mouth To be quite honest yeah. I ain't shut my mouth till I seen his earring At the Grammys In like 2000 something right. Nelly walked past me that boy had a whole light bulb in his ear. <laughs> you remember them next tail phones, yes, yes. I chirped my boy. What said, you chirped him? Bro, we need to leave him alone. He got a big old light bulb in his he, ear. He, These white people love Nelly. We need to leave him listen, alone. And so I, I was like, look, black people down, 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 baby. down baby. Yes, oh, they love him. It. Listen, but you love him. We think he the guy from U City. They the Beatles. Like, during that time, like, they're the Beatles, and we don't know until I go to the Grammys. The hood ain't get a chance to go. I did. I was like, <laughs> Nelly just came out the air. They flew him in in the air. We need to leave the same lunatics alone, y'all. We never so going to make so it. So, you weren't
1: signed to the I same I was signed to the
0: company same that company. That they live. Oh, And they got beef with the company. Ah. And who's the new artist? You! 30 records
1: later. Yes! <laughs> Damn it! You made it, though. You did all right, friend. You did all right. So I just Ish. started that independent game,
0: entrepreneurship. Right. Mm-hmm. I started taking the uh, master P thing, and I just started doing club dates. So I'm doing like thirty grand, a, thirty grand a weekend. Oh come on, early two thousand. But we, you know, we really drinking women. We I got the I got you know you got to have a security, an entourage, got to pay everybody. Um, I'm not paying them enough. Found a pound of weed in the excursion. I'm like, y'all selling weed at the show? It was really, really terrible. So had to fire those guys. Um, <laughs> uh, you trying to kill me, my dream, you know. Right. Um, but I go I ventured to Los An- Los Angeles, signed with Warner Brother Records, um, opening up for DJ Quick. Quick on P Dub. So if somebody asks you about Willie Moore Jr., don't say you don't know him. It's P Dub. You remember Hood, the security guard? I was the little one he used to make open up for you. I probably didn't have a beard because I just not. don't want nobody to try to get receipts. My name different is Willie Marjune. Like I never knew him, and it go viral. Like I'm lying. Like, but check,
1: we, we know you're not lying. Yeah, check Everything's my Everything's
0: fine. It's, yeah, so i so I'm literally outside one night and I'm smoking, mm-hmm. and I don't really smoke weed, but I always hit it towards the end of the blunt. So <laughs> I'm outside, high <laughs> as. A test pilot. Right. I got, I know how much money I got in my pocket. I got right. 7500 because right. I'm about to go buy some tomorrow. Cause that's when you have cash. And I and I'm outside. I don't know why I started talking to God high. And I tell the Lord, I was like, thank you for giving me everything that I thought like, that I wanted. Like I just left performing at the House of Blues in LA on sunset. I look down, I see a white Rolls Royce. And it's this, it's this young kid who just came to L.A. I look down and I say, Chris. And he was like, what's up? I said, dang, boy, Chris going to blow up. And this is kid Chris Brown. Right. I remember. He's,
1: go he's ahead. 14 years old. I
0: know. Yeah. And um, I hear the Lord say your way or my way. Like an audible voice, not like, like literally I hear your way or my way. And I walk in and what they said was I just started prophesying and talking because I seen this vision of me going up this elevator and then the floor dropped out and then we just kept falling and falling and falling and we would all be hurt. And then next day I just made a decision in my heart and said the stupidest prayer ever. I said, Lord, if this ain't for me, like just take it away because I ain't strong enough. They giving me a stipend. I got this new record on radio called Sex in the Daytime with this dude named Darrell Babs, a.k.a. Mm. Tank, and we about to blow up. Me, him, we're going to take our shirt off. I got it all in my head how we finna win. And um, about three weeks later, one of the brothers called, said, we're going in a different directing. But shout out to Naeem Ali. I love you, man. Like, he literally gave us all the money out of our fund, which was roughly a quarter of a million dollars. I gave that to, he gave some to my producers so they can live in L.A. I took that money back to um, St. Louis, and I started going to church. I really just started getting more than I bargained for. And because I got saved, people started putting me on church stages, uh, To talk about your story. Just
1: tell my story. And uh, here we are. Yeah. The Willie Moore Jr. Show. Yeah. Flat out. Flat out. Where did Flat Out come from?
0: St. Louis, that's what we say. So if you say, hey, Willie, come pick me up, I can say no. And then you'll be like, Will, come on. I'm like, bruh, no, I ain't coming. Flat out That's like the period At the end of the sentence Oh got it Non-none My kids negotiate. say
1: flat out that I mean, said They said "Mom, Who you got on the show That I was like Willie Moore Jr They were like flat out flat Literally out. they said that This flat morning out.
0: I'm sorry kids I think I said the N word Three times And flat maybe a out. damn Listen, I apologize. I want them to see you okay, I want them to God. see who you
1: are yeah. And I love for my children To see who I am Like fully yeah. Cause I'm flawed In a mug dog Flawed But you look like You healing so good though <laughs>
0: Yeah, I like know. when I seen your back I was like she was ah! going through something at this point did y'all see when Sean started working out like that's the first indication that somebody get their life together it's when, when it's they time. start posting them gym pictures I'm like yeah they going to a higher self a higher self they going to a higher yeah. self I gotta
1: get back to her but I will yeah. cause I just been having a great time when the world opened back up I did too <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like what? Shotta is out here living her life. Yeah. I'm having a great time. So Willie, you have been through a lot. Yeah, your entire life, um, and recently, you know, very personal things have have um, happened uh, that have been in the forefront, but not. Yeah. Um. How are you doing? Like, really, how are you doing with everything that's going on in your personal life?
0: Two years ago, I could honestly say I was not doing good at all. Like, it was tough. Like, I look back at those videos and I was like, why would y'all hire me to do stuff? (laughs) This was stupid. Like, even when I was looking at Kingdom Business, um, a beautiful show, did really well, did my lines. Me and Yolanda Yolanda Adams had a beautiful moment um, in the show. My first day on the job, like, we're straight, like, Arguing and going back and forth, and it was just a beautiful banter. Like she's an amazing actress, but I look at that show and I see that I had no life in my eyes. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I was like, "Oh my god!" I was just going so going through so much. Um, you know, for me, once I got healed, I started setting borders for myself, and I started to not perform, and I started saying, "Hey, there's some things that I may not necessarily want to do," and I made a strong decision for myself. And I decided, you know, that the best version of myself may be outside of my home. Mm. And I decided to, you know, you know, do, you know, walk away and do my best to financially still take care of anything that I had to take care of, do my best to be a great father in the midst of it all. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tug of war when you adopt Your biggest goal is family. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You want to show this. I grew up with two parents who have been married for 50 years. i had never seen separation in my life. The only time i seen them separate, it probably one time my daddy had came in there and said the wrong thing. And she said, your ass sitting on the couch tonight. Yeah. That's about the longest separation I'd ever seen. Um, but after a year of separation and then a year of um, you know going through these different proceedings or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it's been two years. I can honestly say that I, I thank God for that season that I was in. I went through depression I went through anxiety. I know what suicidal thoughts look like. Really? I connect with men on a way that I never, ever, ever, ever connected with them. Um, And I think, you know, now I realize it was the most courageous and brave move I've ever made in my adult life. You
1: made the move?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, blame me. And that's the hard part. Because, you know, it's like you... You know when you make the decision, like if somebody leave, you would just like, "Shawty, you left me," right? And I can make my R and B songs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. you left me, and I'm her. You can do right. it, right. right? But when you make a decision and you see the hurt and the pain and the anguish that that a lot of people go through because of your personal decision, but deep on the inside, when you know that for the version that you see in your heart and your head, this is the this is the this is the the road less traveled. And then, of course, all the the families that we've blessed with our testimonies and lives, or what have yeah. you, um, you often think about that. Um, but I will say that this journey has been the hardest, but probably I'm most aware in this moment because I'm not performing, and I'm in wow. the midst of it. I found I found who who I was like, I found out who I was.
1: Yeah. And I think that at times the society makes us feel like we're supposed to be, you know, certain things. But then and also I think society makes us feel like um, being selfish is a bad thing. Did you feel like you had to be selfish to be better as you became this version of who you are? I think. Don't, self- don't make selfish a bad thing. I don't yeah. want you to make selfish yeah. a, a negative thing, though, in this question. Great
0: stop, because I wouldn't call it necessarily selfish. I just developed into a person like I like I did two years of counseling before I met my brother. Holy Spirit told me that I was going to meet my biological family. And I was like, well, I tried one time and she did, you know, and he told me to meet my brother. And so I wanted to be the best version of myself for my brother and my daughter. And don't. It ain't really spooky or whatever. If you ask God for wisdom, He'll give it to you earnestly. It's in the book of James. Like all you gotta do is ask. I don't do Bible as a history lesson. I do it as a roadmap. And so I was like, God, I need wisdom on what's next. And He told me I felt in my heart like it's time to go to counseling because I'm about I'm about to add people to you, and I wanted more tools than performance. <laughs> you know what I'm, I wanted to not be, hey everybody, anybody want food? You got any bills you need to get take care of? I do whatever you need to do Like I wanted to be able to set strong borders. And when I went through counseling, it's important if you're married that y'all go to counseling together so y'all can grow together. I would think my big, I think my biggest mistake was that like I started going to counseling and then every day, every, every week I was just growing, 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 growing. And not that she wasn't growing, still a beautiful woman. She was growing physically, becoming who she needs to be in her own journey. But I was growing mentally to get tools to deal with trauma, drama and trauma fogs. But once that fog is out, like I can see everybody. So without these glasses, I noticed you know, them edges hitting the way they're supposed Creech. to. Yeah, come on. You better mm-hmm, do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But with the fog, the edges look great, but not as great as they did without the fog. Mm. And so everything didn't look as great to me. I was like, we, you know, we need to do some different things. I wow. think that we should move in this direction. And And I'm not the type of guy who, like when God gives me something, I'm not the type of guy who rushes to it, but I never forget what I'm supposed to do. So I'm always coming up with strategic ways on how we get to what I seen for the family or for the business or whatever, because I got to deal with different. Like, I don't just like if I want to do this, I would say, okay, we're going to do this, but we're going to do this next year. So I'll start maturing the team and they don't even know where we're going. I'll start maturing the family. I'm about to write a book. I'm about to do a documentary. I know it's going to come out. So I'm maturing the family. So when I was attempting to mature, the fog was off and I started to think, like, it shouldn't be this hard. Mm." And then I start seeing things differently. So yeah, you, you know, know. And so then the
1: decisions. thing is, you know, because we're such fans of not just you, but the entire, you know, family and this aesthetics yeah. of it. Yeah. You know, um, we feel like, oh man. Yeah. Damn, really? I remember yeah. making a call, like, "Hey, man, it's something going on that I don't know about yeah. about you." Yeah. Um, to a friend, and um, they were like, "Yeah, it's been it's been happening for a minute," and yeah. and and so you know, it was tough for me as a as a Fan of love,
0: oh yeah, no doubt, yeah, and and that was the thing for me. Like I thank God for his grace because I would not be able to do this a year ago or two years ago, mm-hmm. so everything seems so now, but like God was so graceful to allow me to heal through it all,
1: right, and now so, be able
0: to talk and like totally it. forgive myself first, yeah, yeah, and able to forgive anything that she may have done that may have offended me that she may not necessarily. Or what you do, may have done to, to yeah. offend her. absolutely. And what I did, you know, cause I know I offended her and it was tough, but I understand now that God wants me to do it now because I'm just meeting so many people who are going through it, but didn't take the route that I took mm-hmm. the route of therapy, the route of waking up every morning, getting into the word of God. Like some people, you know, they, they alcoholics right now. Like they, they back on their substance or whatever they are. Some people just hoes. They just out. <laughs> you know right. I mean? I'm, man, just like, with me. I'm like, bro, like what you doing? Like we. Boy, I'm just we, out here. free. Man, really? I just, man, I need somebody. I need company. Like it was so hard for me to sit into my condo by myself. I realized like I ain't never really watch movies. Like I took me out to dinner the other night. We had me and me had a good time. What y'all were talking about? Child, we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Child, child, we were talking, about everything. talking about everything and, and just, you know, thinking about the new ideas Thinking about these strategic ways To my son, he's in college I'm sharing that experience with him He go to my same college I And I it. I was so at practice I never had a chance to enjoy it um, I just realized I was not enjoying life And it was not because I couldn't enjoy life But I was just on the grind You know, and, um, you, know, shout, you know, shout out to Trish Love you to life I remember one time she asked me Like, how much do it take? Mm. And I was just like, nah, it's just, you know, for real, it's just sport. I made some really great decisions in my life, but I just, I was, you know, I was running for myself Mm. and I took, I took some time to slow down and I got a chance to meet
1: him and I really like him. Nice. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. I We're gonna mean, I really rep. like them too. Yeah, you're low, oh, I on, can man. tell, baby. I got like the hat him. on and the jacket. You like love him. you, honey. He cool. He, he cool. He cool to move, Um. You became a member of Cap Alpha Psi. At, did, you, did you play you your Ole Miss? I did. Fall 99. Come on, 99. Fall
0: 99. You know, it's still some things with our process. Like, you know. It's the, you, know we, you ain't got to yeah, get into it. Yeah, We're keeping we it above man. board here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But shout out to the brothers of Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. I'm looking forward to um, next year. We got something special that's probably going to happen Um, No, 2025. um, I always wanted my my card to say Lambda Pi. So, you know, prayerfully that that card to say Lambda Pi.
1: Absolutely. I'm grateful for you being here. What's next for Willie
0: Moore Jr.? Man, number one, you know, I always do things in God family business. Uh So number one, um, with my relationship with God, like it's so dope last night. Like I pray before I go in anywhere and I'm just like, God, do you got a word for anybody and give me a strategic way to do it? Um, And so last night, so many people just were blessed with what God had to say. So I just want to get to know him a whole lot more like this new regiment that I got with him. He just been dropping his glory. Like when I go talk, I went in church yesterday. Like I was in a in a group of millionaire entrepreneurs teaching them strategic consistencies on how we were able to build business through our courses, through Facebook, through Instagram, through videos. And they were so intrigued. I need to take your course. Can we just. Follow up with each other. There's no reason I shouldn't be
1: a millionaire right now. Come on, now. man, you no, got there's it. There's no reason. You got it. Oh my god, you
0: am I talking it. like this? They smell it on you. They smell it on you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, it's not millionaire just liquid cash. Like you do things to invest, and when you look at your portfolio, it should have multi millions in it because you black and you in Atlanta. Like this the
1: this yeah. the mecca, and I'm really good at what.
0: I do. And you hella good at what you do. Let me just say this: yes. I do what you do, uh-huh. and I'm looking at your questions. I know we're talking about what's next Willie Moore. Let me just hear him say this, right? The way you ask questions are so freaking precise. Thank you. No disrespect, because I don't know who your mentors and who your people you adore, but it is so Oprah now. Thank you. Because Oprah asks questions that make you talk. Right. (laughs) My thing is I get in my own way. So if I ask the same question, you said, what's next for Rashawn Ali? I would say, you know, Rashawn, I've seen you do this show and this show and so many different shows. Like, what does Rashawn Ali see herself in the next five years? Like, do you, and I will give you. Things that I see versus right. just shutting up, uh-huh. and I'm watching the skill set, and you don't know that I'm learning right now. What I got, CC, Winers in just a minute? And I better, I finna do the Rashad Ali. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I think I got CC in two thirds. Come 30. on,
1: CC. It's
0: almost like she Jesus. You can't do that with like whatever we got on our breath. But y'all pray for me. Oh my
1: God, um, it's fine. Just brush your teeth. Yeah, I'm, gonna I'm brush sure my teeth. you have. I'm gonna brush my teeth. It's fine. Everything's um, good.
0: Yes, I think it's a, a Zoom. Perfectly, I just room. Everything's account. great. No yeah. worries. But no, next, you know, next next year, you you're gonna see my son. Um, he's 19 years old at the University of Mississippi. Um, he's gonna work in the front office of an NFL team. Um, but he's also gonna keep building our real estate brand. And uh, of course, he has a mentorship program right now. Um, and he's already grossed some amazing yeah. he's paid for his college on his own. Oh, that's you beautiful. know what I mean? Um I say I pay for it because it sounds better in media, but I work this boy on social media and I'm showing him how to do it. And, uh, you know, he's paid for his college on his own and he's about to do a scholarship for some kids going in June for college and all that. Just a good kid. Um, And then my 14 year old, he's creative. He's going to do a lot of amazing things. He's a very smart kid, very inquisitive kid. Um, It hurt him the most with our separation and stuff. It was the hardest for him because, you know, it's
1: always it's always one baby that's going to take it the hardest. Yeah.
0: But he the guy like he the guy. And I'm excited about what he's going to do. I think he's going to do a lot of things in media. He's going to do really good. Um my 7 year old he's going to work very very close to me. Um you you will probably see him managing different arms of our different brands before he's 14 years old. I love it. Um and then my baby girl just don't matter like she can just she can just do whatever. Gonna, she can just she's wake gonna throw up, people she around just wake up. smack people. Yeah. Um uh, I'm going to do movies, I'm going to do television, but I'm really interested in being behind the camera creating these stories that can transform the world. Yeah. Um I got my feet wet with my documentary. Um, and did now, you
1: use my little spot? Oh, that I don't think you used did. You did I, Thank did. You. I did I
0: did use a little spot As yeah. long as it was on YouTube Lawyers let me know That it was okay Okay and, um, I didn't use the spot When you did the when video I did the intro- piece Right right But I used your spot When you were on the thing
1: oh, okay good I'm sorry No worries it was We're timer. gonna work together I'm not no, worried it about it timer. We're gonna do but movies together But you was together. on there But we're gonna do movies together I, oh. Did I tell you that?
0: In Jesus name I'm I real. mean okay It's fine I'm sorry, I didn't do no, that. No, why are you apologizing? Because usually I call people and be like, "Listen, pot, I know hey, how things work." Your spot did I have ended up on st- the
1: cutting board so many times. Yeah. No worries.
0: Boop. But guess it what? It was Reese's fault, by the way. <laughs> it was it was Reese Reese's the fault. editor. No worries. He's like, man, we need. I need to tighten this one up, but. Um, you could have took good, me man. out that part that it's I don't okay, like. It's okay, Willie. Anyway, Promise. Um, but no, we're going to produce films. Um, we're going to be doing foster homes all across the country, certified Will flow homes. Um, they really, really dope. When a kid gets um, taken out of his primary home and they end up um, in foster care, they're going to come to our homes and they're going to look at these vaulted ceilings. They're going to look at this beautiful granite. They're going to look at these beautiful rooms that are well kept. They're going to look at these parents who have been prepped the willy and Floor away. Um, and these people ain't really searching for money. They're gonna make money every single month for taking care of my children. Um, and we're gonna have foster homes all around the world. And uh, you know, I'm gonna rub elbows with the, you know, with the president and all the rest of them. Like they gotta have some type of kingdom influence that understands African-American people like where we come from. In our experience. Yeah. yeah, I don't go in the boardroom and act, like I was just talking to Vice President Harris. Like I don't go in and pretend like I'm something that I'm not. I speak for the neighborhood when I walk in and that's what they appreciate.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because we- I could be old Miss if you want me to, but I don't, I don't perform when I'm in front of decision makers. You
1: don't perform anymore, yeah. remember?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I still perform. Though. Last night I was before. I, was like, <laughs> I had to get out of that Rashad Ali. I had to get out of that thing. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, y'all
1: are too friendly. Let me get out of here. Call my car. Get them around yeah, here. Yeah, I got to get out of here. I left an hour and 20 minutes early. Listen, you got to know. You gotta know. got to know. Well, Willie, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you. My I appreciate reason. this. Um, I appreciate you being open and vulnerable and just... Everything that I imagined you would be for mm-hmm. this in this space, yeah. you far superseded it. So thank you.
0: I appreciate you. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Cool Soul Rules. yeah. Podcast. Yeah, flat thank out.
1: you. I appreciate it, right. my man Willie Moore Jr. Everybody, can we show him some love? Yeah. I love this space. Yes. It's a beautiful thing, baby. Thank you. Uh-uh. Thank
0: you.